Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. So today's episode is a unique one in that we actually are starting to get geared up and planning for the fall of 2022 for the new school year. And in today's conversation, I want to talk about how to plan for the new school year with wise decision-making filters. So one of the things when we're planning for something new, whether that be the new school year or planning for a big decision, I find that we're often looking for what are the decision-making filters? Like, how should I be thinking about making certain big decisions? And the framework that I want to present to you is to really help you practice discernment through the projects that you would like to tackle in this upcoming school year. Because if we don't put filters, then everything becomes important. And when everything's important, we don't have a focus. When we don't have a focus, it's difficult to plan and be prepared. Where we're not planned or prepared, we invite chaos, uncertainty, and a lot of ambiguity into the day. It also doesn't allow us to have follow-through and accountability, which are integral components to continue to grow and elevate the school. So let's start with the number one filter, the business objectives, okay? We want to look at what are you currently doing in the business? What are you currently doing in the school? And then what are some potential opportunities or additions or changes that you want to add for the upcoming school year? For example, maybe you want to add an additional revenue source for your childcare. Maybe you want to rent out your multi-purpose space. Maybe you want to add on a kindergarten. Maybe you want to improve parent experience, whatever it is. Make a list of what you do now, currently, all the things that you currently do now in this school year. And then I want you to make another list of what you want to add or remove or change for the upcoming school year. Okay. Now, as you work through these two lists, you're going to ask yourself some questions, okay? What are the ways that your school currently makes money? 
Is it only through tuition? Is it, you know, is that your only revenue source, right? You want to think about what are the ways that your school currently makes money? Number two, what do you want to offer next year? Is there a new offer that you would like to add to your existing offers in your school? Number three, what is the experience I want for my parents and students? Now, while you're listening to this, um, you may be taking notes. I also have a workbook that comes with this that breaks down everything that I'm talking about in the episode right now. You will get access to this worksheet. This is a worksheet that we created for our owners in our Owners HQ group. So in our Owners HQ group, it's a group of owners and executive leaders who are working together with training and coaching and mentoring to achieve their goals and build their school of excellence. And so throughout the program, we create resources that are helpful to help the leaders reach their goals. So this is one of the resources that we created for them to plan for the new school year. But I realized that I really wanted to also create an episode on this and also really give people a taste of what we actually do in our Owners HQ program, right? We get a lot of questions about what goes on over there. What do you guys talk about? You know, is it valuable? What am I going to learn? What am I going to gain? Well, this is one of those things that we do inside of the program. So you will get access to that worksheet. The link is in the show notes. So that's number one is the business objectives. Okay. Understanding what are you currently doing? And then what are the potential opportunities or additions or changes that you would like to make for the upcoming school year? So that's the first filter, business objectives. Second filter, financials. Okay. Write down all the numbers for your financials right? So your financial goals, as far as good, better, best financial goals. The reason why you need good, better, best is because if you only make one target and then you don't hit it, you feel like a failure. When you're constantly feeling failure around money, you start to develop a scarcity mindset around money that there will never be enough. There is more than enough money to go around, no matter how much competition you have around you, okay? That is why we need to set better goals, one of the ways in setting better goals is setting three types of goals, good, better, and best. The good goal is for sure I can hit this goal with very little resistance. The better goal is I'll have to stretch myself. And then the best is the stretch goal, which is usually double the good goal. So if your good goal is I want to get 10 new families, your best goal would be I want to get 20 new families. Okay. When you do that, you set yourself and your team up for consistent milestones and success. When people are feeling that they're hitting goals, they internalize themselves as confident and better decision makers. Okay. This is all part of a subconscious and conscious plan in setting yourself up for success for the upcoming school year. And the way that you set goals and the way that you set priorities and the way that you set mile markers and the way that you motivate the team are integral components to building their internal resilience and confidence for when there is a rainy day, which is coming. Rainy days always come. The question is, are you prepared? Okay. Once you create the financial goals, always have that conversation with your CFO, your accountant, whoever it is, and then bring it to the team. Okay. Now let's go to the next part of financials. The next part of financials is looking at through this next filter. Again, this episode is all about understanding the filters. I often find people come to me for coaching, for training, for mentorship, because they're trying to understand how to become better decision makers. They're trying to understand how do I make this decision? Is this the right thing to do? And the more you can learn what filters to put on what decisions, the easier you can trust your internal compass of that the wise person inside of you will come out and know what to do in those moments. So let's talk about your financial goals. What are your goals that you can hit given these four things? Time, money, people, resources, and energy. Given the time that you have allocated, energy, resources, people, money, right? What can be your financial goals? 
I find leaders drastically overestimate how much time they actually have, forgetting that they have kids and a personal life and a husband and maybe a mom who's very sick that they want to spend more time with or other factors that are completely beyond their control. How much energy they have. What's going on in your life right now that you're dedicating energy for? Are you in a season of grief where you're really heavily in grief and healing? Well, then you don't have as much energy on your hands to dedicate to certain projects. You're in a very tender place and we need to honor and respect that. It doesn't mean you're weak. It means that your energy is going to grief and healing and you will come out of that. You will move forward from it. But are you honoring the season that you're in? People, how many people do you have on your team? And how much money do you have to invest, right? You gotta have money to make money. So this episode, again, I wanna just bring context is decision-making filters. I'm not giving you tips and tricks and strategies. Those are things that we really dive deeper into our you know, core programs, our director's inner circle, our owner's HQ program, our legacy group. That's where you know the SOPs and the systems and processes sit. This episode is about enlightening you on the different ways to think about things and the ways to make decisions. Okay. Now let's look at expenses, the third filter. Okay, so the first filter was business objections, objectives, financials. Now let's look at expenses. Audit your expenses by asking your bookkeeper to run a report of all the expenses of the last year and categorize them to the best of their ability. Okay, so that you can see where are you spending your money and where do you want to stop spending your money? Okay, each business has unique expenses and priorities and you wanna take the time to write down yours going forward, okay? You may need to consult with other team members to give you feedback on the expenses that are actually required to move the business forward. So oftentimes we don't run expense reports and recognize like, I'm actually not spending enough money in this category or I'm spending too much in this category. I need to allocate it here, okay? So some categories are like business development and training, rent or mortgage, supplies, payroll, tech, uh, client onboarding. But business development and training is a big topic right now because a lot of people are getting grants from the government to use for professional development for training. And leaders are thinking about where should this money go? And I oftentimes feel like leaders take a very one-dimensional approach that the money should go for the staff. We should train the staff. The staff need training. And yes, the staff do need training, but the leaders need training. The leaders need community, training, mindset work, leadership development, so that they could be the best leaders to create the environment for the staff. It's the ripple effect. It starts with you. And so if you're sitting on a pile of cash and saying, okay, where does this go? I think the first question I want to invite you to ask is, have I invested in myself recently? Am I part of a coaching group or a training program? Or is there an event that I want to go to that can up-level my mindset, my training, my networking group, my leadership skills? I want you to think about that. Again, there's so many out there. You want to discern what makes sense for you. But asking yourself these questions is the first step towards making the right decision. Okay. Where will we put money to see a return in connection with our company goals? So whatever your company goals are, are you putting money towards getting those company goals? You want to be intentional about where the money goes and calculate, right? What are you estimating is going to be, you know, coming up? So for example, if your goal is to enhance parent experience, quality care, and retention, those are directly correlated to investing in business development via leadership training for your management. When you invest in management training, the better they are able to hit the goals and metrics of the business. So always think about, okay, so if my goal is this, well, how do I get there? Who needs the skills to get there? So let's pause for a second. The filters have been so far business objectives, financials, 
expenses. Okay. And we spoke a lot about understanding the business development side and how that's an important expense in the business. Now let's go to defining projects. Okay. This is the next filter. Once you understand your business objectives, you start to write out the projects that are needed to achieve your new objectives. Okay. So for example, you know, we have a project that we want to start renting out our multi-purpose space, or we have a project that we want to build out a better parent retention system. Your projects, okay, are not usually managed by one person. There's multiple people involved in completing a project. And so we make a list of projects but then we get a new idea and now we get a new project. And so all of a sudden, all these projects that we thought we were going to accomplish within the next six to 12 months now get kicked down the road because this idea feels more urgent. And so you want to think about what are the projects that have the most transference? What is transference? The projects you decide to put your time, money, resources, and people to are the projects that should get you closer to your business objectives, your profit goals, and your personal goals. So you have some projects that only hit one business objective. Well, maybe that's not such a high transference goals, right? Some projects relate to multiple goals and they transfer to other areas of the business in comparison to other projects that you might have on your list. These projects should be prioritized because of the amount of impact it will have to lead to more success. One of the things that I've noticed so drastically in our director's program is the director's have all these projects that they're getting from the owners that they need to do, but they're not scoping them out properly. And so they don't understand how much time it actually takes to complete this project or how much money it will take or how much energy or how many resources or people it will pull. And then the owner's coming and like, why isn't this project done yet? I'm ready for the next one, right? But you haven't completed the first one. You haven't even started it yet. And in the owner's group, there's a lack of understanding of project scope because owners are typically visionaries and they don't see the details of a project scope or how much effort will actually go into the complete of this project. I'm guilty of that. I'm a visionary, but I've created systems and processes and people in place that when I present a project, my team has been trained to say, yes, maybe let me scope the project first. My team never says, yes, we're going to go ahead with this project or idea when I present an idea. They are not allowed to do that, right? I will call them out on it. Like if I present an idea and they're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's run with it. Uh Uh-uh, that's not what we do in this company. We don't say, yes, that's a great idea. Let's go ahead with it. We say, yes, maybe, honey, that's a great idea. Let me scope it out and come back to you in 24, 48 hours and present to you how much time this project will take, how much money this project will cost, how many people on the team will be pulled to complete this project, how many resources will be taken, how much time from your calendar will be, you know, you'll need to commit to this project. And then you can decide based on your previous commitments already, do you have bandwidth for this project? And how does it impact the business? And how much transference does it have to overall company mission and vision? And so now you're thinking, well, then I would almost say no to every project because yes, exactly. You're going to start practicing the mature skill of discernment, of not saying yes to every idea and project that pops into your brain. Welcome to being a visionary. I have 50 ideas before breakfast every day. If I acted on every single idea that I had, my business would shut down right? We have to investigate the impulse of that idea. And this is what it means to have wise decision-making filters. This is what it means to become a discerning leader, a wise decision-maker. We don't say yes to every project. And recognizing what overcommitment looks like. 
we drastically overestimate, underestimate how much time something's going to take. We think, God, oh, this is a two-month thing. No, it's not. Because you're forgetting that life and maintenance also has to happen, that the teacher is going to call out, that there's going to be an angry parent, that there's going to be an email that might derail you for three hours. Have you calculated all of that time? Because that needs to be calculated because life does happen. When we make projects, I often find leaders make projects from the scope of nothing's ever going to go wrong in the next two weeks or the next month. No one's going to call out. No one's going to be sick. Nothing's going to happen. It's never going to snow. It's not going to rain. There's going to be no school closures. Everyone's going to feel good. None of the kids are going to get scratched. And I'm like, that is not real life. All of those things happen. So why are you not planning for it? Why are we not creating margin for all of these things to happen? Because they do. So that when you're trying to complete a project, you're not constantly met with frustration of the, why didn't we hit the goal yet? Well, you didn't hit the goal yet because you forgot to calculate light. Kids get sick. Kids get runny noses. Sometimes you had a hard morning because you were in a really difficult conversation with your partner. And the next day you can't concentrate as much on the big project that you needed to do. And you need to be a little gentle with yourself and say, you know what? I thought I could dedicate three hours to this project. I can't. My mental capacity is at 90 minutes today. I've got to take a break and I have to work on this again tomorrow. Well, now you're already behind. But what if it wasn't that way? What if there was more space? This is a huge concept that we're going to be teaching in our director's program and in our owner's program, understanding these concepts. This is a huge contributor of stress and uncertainty and all of the overwhelm that so many of the leaders are experiencing. There's just too much. There's too much. One person is trying to do too much. We are not machines. We are humans. So let's close the loops here. Okay. What are some of the filters? Business objectives, financials, expenses, and the biggest one is defining projects because this brings me to the last thing, stress testing the calendar. What does it mean to stress test the calendar? Okay, well, now that you have all your projects defined and organized in order of importance and transference, now it's time to stress test the calendar. You're going to look at how long each project will take, all the meetings required to actually do this project, right? Every project requires conversation, communication, meetings going to map out milestones and deadlines. You're going to see if there's existing dates that interfere with this new project that you want to do, right? You might have a certain project with a timeline. You're like, ooh, the timeline actually bumps against the Christmas holiday and then there's New Year's and then we have this dad's thing event and then, we, ooh, so it's actually going to take us seven months to do this project because we have a six-week gap where all the holidays are that we're not going to really be able to work on this project. Projects begin to overlap. And so now you're like, ooh, this might not work. You want to be able to fit in your projects and allow enough time to complete each milestone and have bandwidth for edits, for possible roadblocks, for everyday tasks, for that season of the school year. And then this ultimately changes your project due dates and the amount of projects that you will allow, the amount of things that you allow to work on. Hiring is always a project in your company. Do you have time on your calendar allotted for hiring? It's not a one day thing. It's not you do hiring in August and oh, we're done until next August. No, you're not. You're not done until next August. Well, if hiring is a consistent project, there needs to be space and bandwidth for it on the calendar. You don't do payroll in September and then never do payroll again. You don't pay your people once a year, right? Payroll is every two weeks or every month, whatever it is, or every week. Is there space allocated for that? 
And only then can you start looking at additional projects or additional training or things that you want to do. And then with training, training is a project. When you train the staff on something, where is the follow through on the calendar where you're going to consistently train and enforce and follow up and hold people accountable? right? We kind of do the training and the staff development. And then we're like, okay, now everyone knows how to do this. I don't need to dedicate any more time to this. And then when we have to sit down and have a difficult conversation with the teacher about something, we're like, this derailed my day. No, that was the point of your day. You did a staff training on this concept and the teacher didn't process it the first time. Shocking. Are we expected to process everything but the first go around? And so she needed to have a difficult conversation. But that derailed your day because you didn't anticipate that you might have to have some conversations with teachers privately. You will plan for them, right? So let's take an example here, okay? Renting out a space project. Let's say, because I've heard this a lot, like we have some space, we want to rent it out, we want to bring an additional revenue stream. Well, during the kickoff meeting of renting out this space, which is a whole nother concept that I talk about, every project needs a kickoff meeting, right? We're kicking off the project. Let's talk about all the stuff associated with this. You might have four milestones to hit with this particular project, but maybe you only have allocated eight business days to complete that project. And maybe those eight business days is gonna be over a six week time period because there's so many other factors. You need to look at the calendar. What is happening from start of the project to the end of the project? What are the holidays? What are the vacations? What are the events? Every member of the team who's part of the project needs to share their capacity to be able to complete this project. What are the interferences that might come in where you need to adjust the length of time needed to complete the milestone? So these are some of the things I invite you to think about when it comes to planning for the new school year with wise decision-making filters. Again, we have our PDF inside of the show notes that you can download to help you guide through this process and our Directors in our circle and Owners HQ program is actually doing a special training on this concept in the upcoming weeks. This is a lot of what we do inside of our program is we develop unique trainings that are already pre-made or we do live training so that our members can ask questions and get it more specific for them. So if you're interested in training, coaching, mentoring, community, you're looking for more content like this, like the thing, what I just shared with you in today's episode, then I encourage you to fill out an application. The link is in the show notes for our directors program, our owners HQ, our legacy group, and see if it's a good fit for you. See if it's a match. See if this is the right season for this kind of investment of time and money. And we'll jump on a call. We'll chat. And if it's a good fit, we'd love to welcome you inside the program. And if it's not, at least you tried and you got to see, hmm, is this something I want to explore, right? And sometimes we feel like we have to know all of the answers before we even, you know, hit the application, before we even get on a call. You don't. The call is to find out and explore if it's a good fit, if it's right for you. And I'll be 100% honest and transparent if I think it's a right fit for you. After having hundreds of these conversations, I know who's a good fit. I know who's going to benefit from the program. Depending on your season of life, what's going on in your school, the structure, your business model, we'll be really transparent about if we think we could really support you and your journey, or if we think there's some you know, other channels that would be best. So wishing you an amazing day. Thanks so much for joining us in today's episode. If this was helpful for you, please share it with a fellow friend, school leader, director, owner. You could click the copy link button in the show notes and, you know, share that with a friend. And if you haven't had a chance, would love if you can rate and review this podcast. Leave us a review. Reviews help us become more exposed and more visible to other school leaders who are looking for content like this. Thanks so much for joining and have a great day. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. 
One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.